Welcome to Alter Your Comics Presents. I'm Alex. I'm Laura. And this week we are without Jared, because Jared is working late and at his real job. So, it is what it is. Um, we have, we'll carry on without him, though. Yeah. We'll, we'll miss him, but on in solidarity. Yeah. This week's episode, we'll talk about our favorite replacements in comics. Uh, replacement heroes. We almost had replacement co-hosts. I invited Mark, but he could not make it, so... That would have been super ironic now that I think about it. Right? That's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> oh, this would be the perfect time for Mark to show up. But it is what it is. Um, with that, Jared did text me his replacements that he was going to choose. I'll just go through his real fast. Um, oh, take your time. It's fine. Yeah, I'll go fast enough. Um, so then we can get into ours after I do his. So his favorite heroes that were replaced was Nightwing or Dick Grayson replacing Batman as Batman. Really not a whole lot to say about it other than listen to previous episodes. You'll hear how much Jared loves that story arc. Mm-hmm. Nightwing is a hero. Yep. And then his other one was Bucky replacing Steve Rogers as Captain America. So, which that was definitely one of my favorite replacements also. Um, possibly the best Captain America that wasn't Steve Rogers was James Buchanan Barnes, a.k.a. Bucky, as Captain America. And that was after Civil War when Steve died. Someone had to be Captain America, so why not Bucky? They brought him back from the dead, so he'll work. Yeah, it's funny that they could bring Bucky back from the dead, but not Cap. Well, they did, later. I mean... Oh, it just takes some time. Right. Okay. I guess they, the people inside the books, did not bring him back as much as the writers brought him back. Because it was, I think with the Cosmic Cube and weirdness, it was a mess. Which we then found out, oh, he wasn't actually dead... He was kidnapped by the Russians and brainwashed into the Winter Soldier. And oh, we're talking about him. Bucky. Okay. Yeah. At first I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember this happening yeah. to Captain America. <laughs> no, yeah. Captain America, when he died, he got put into some pocket dimension weirdness thing that they end up unkilling him with. It was, it was some garbage, but that's what they did. <laughs> but, so, th- yeah, those were Jared's too. Um, sorry, Jared, I don't have a whole lot to say about your picks. Because <laughs> they're yours, and I did research on mine, so it is what it is. So, since those are Jared's, what is one of yours? I actually fell down a hobgoblin hole, so I decided that all of my replacements are hobgoblins, because I just couldn't stop reading about it, and there were like six hobgoblins who replaced each other, and I thought it was really interesting. So I guess I should, I think I'll start with the, the first replacement and go through a couple of them. And then, like, switch back? I don't know if I should go through all of it, or... I know I have two written down, so I could do quick picks of other ones afterwards, but I know I have two that I looked up and knew. Well, I guess after the original Hobgoblin, who was Roderick Kinsley, um, he was sort of replaced, although Roderick chose to replace himself with a guy named Arnold Lefty Donovan, and it sort of sounded like he was a guinea pig. And Hobgoblin was like, before I really take this serum and really get into this, I'm going to see how the ho- the Green Goblin's serum affects this guy. And he brainwashed him and put him through all these experiments and then saw how it worked before he took the serum himself. And Roderick actually ended up killing off Donovan after Spider-Man caught him to make sure that he wouldn't reveal who he was and like like leave no evidence behind. He's covering his tracks. Yep, I thought that was... A cool replacement that was short-lived, it seemed like. Sorry, my notes are a little scattered because I didn't... I was halfway through it when I was like, oh, I know how I should do this. And then it was too late. 
<laughs> um, after Donovan, the hobgoblin pulled in Ned Leeds, who was one of the more famous hobgoblin replacements, I think. Because I, I didn't remember Donovan. I remembered someone like screaming the name once, but I don't remember anything else about him. But Leeds was actually Peter's friend for a while. They were co-workers at the Bugle. He was a love interest and husband of Betty Brant. And he got brainwashed into becoming the the Hobgoblin. And more recently, he like came back during that, let's see, was it Dead No More? Or maybe Clone Conspiracy? There was a, a Spider-Man arc recently that brought Ned back to life. But then he died again. There Didn't. was the last rites that just ended. Oh Kendrick. yeah, he was in that too. And or at it, least according to the stuff I was, was googling. Was the one that was with? Um, oh shoot, the, it was after Hunted, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was like Dead No More or something like that. But I know he ran into Aunt May, and he was he was a homeless guy, and Peter knew, and he was gonna tell Betty, but he didn't get to in time. And when Aunt May found him, she's like, oh, you poor man, let's go get you, like, cleaned up and some lunch and stuff. And then there was a big incident that, like, took out the restaurant they were in. And Ned ended up kind of shielding and saving May and then dying again. So he never got to reunite with Betty, which was more recent, more sad. But it happens. He might get better. Who knows? I mean, Kindred already dug him up, so they, they've got a body to work with. <laughs> it is what it is at that point. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. And I guess I'm just going to keep going down this rabbit hole. You're all coming with me down the rabbit hole. Ned Leeds was actually killed and replaced by Jason McIndale, who was really interesting to me. It turned out he was a Marine fighter pilot and a CIA field agent. And I'd never realized that before. But he, like, took his job a little too seriously. And the government was like, uh, you're too crazy for us. We're going to have to, like, wash our hands of you. And he just became a, a mercenary and an assassin and went to the dark side, you know. And at first he was Jack-O-Lantern. And so he kind of replaced himself with another villain, which I think is interesting, too. How many villains are like, oh, I'm tired of this name. Let's get a new persona and still be bad. Well, but they'll never know who you are if you keep changing your identity. Maybe. Yeah, I guess that's true. Although, anymore with the Hobgoblin, I never know which Hobgoblin it is. I even, I dug out origin of the hobgoblin and as i was leafing through that i was like is this all supposed to be the same hobgoblin like it took place over so many years i was like wait which one is it this time or which ones are they <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, i think donovan was in that one too yeah it just it got all over the place yeah mackendale got erased by kingsley too so i also found it interesting as this sandwich un unfurls itself roderick kingsley kind of replaces each of his replacements too so it's like... He's, he goes back and forth like, all right, now you will. Well, okay, well, you're in charge. Well, then me, then you, then me, yeah. then you. Yeah, sometimes it was just throwing them off the scent. And I guess that's a good lead into the next one who was a main replacement in the order that I understood it. Um, his twin brother, Daniel Kingsley, was also a hobgoblin for a while. And that was almost just entirely because Roderick was like, I want someone else, or maybe it was even Daniel's idea. I'm not sure which brother... Which twin brother came with the idea? If we're both the Hobgoblin, then people will see us when the Hobgoblin's existing and be like, oh, well, you can't be him. You're right here. It's like that t-shirt we have. I'm not saying I'm Spider-Man, <laughs> but you never see us in the same room, do you? And let's see. Who, he was killed by someone else in this list. 
Oh, I think it was Phil Urch. He's sort of like what led me down this whole thing. That's, because That's Phil? Yeah, Phil. Okay. Sorry. I'm confusing, aren't I? I mean... Are, aren't you people glad you listen to this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, because when I originally thought of the Hobgoblin, I had it in my mind that it was Phil Urich. And I was really thinking it was in the Spider-Girl car- comics, but in that one he was actually the Golden Goblin, which might as well be the Hobgoblin. You know? so, <laughs> so many goblins. Yeah. Just ridiculous. But yeah, in, in Spider-Girl he was... The good green goblin, and the blue whale, and the golden goblin, and he always had this lunatic laugh, and he was always helping May and being a good guy for, yeah, for the most part, I think, from what I remember. We're gonna, we're gonna whitewash this as a good thing. But that was in, like, the 982 universe, they called it, and in 616, he was, like, down a whole other path. Like, I don't know how many of you read Nation, Goblin Nation, I think that was it. That sounds like something, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That sounds like a thing. Excuse me. You're excused. But basically, he he went through a whole slew of identities, too, and he was going to be... He was the Hobgoblin. He killed Daniel Kingsley to become the Hobgoblin, and he was, like, all enamored with his stuff, like, all the toys and all the weaponry and all that. And then he continues to go on and, like, ransacking the Daily Bugle and doing all this crazy stuff, and then he decides, oh, I'm the Goblin Knight... That doesn't sound right, but it's close to that. And then after he tries to take everything over from Norman Osborn, he's like, no, I'm the Goblin King. And like, he just keeps like evolving his, his persona as well and changing names. It's like, come on, guy. You're the Goblin. You're the Hobgoblin. And I'm pretty sure it's Norman Osborn proper who finally is like, Phil, shut up. And like chops off his head, something like that. That sounds about right. That was just a couple of years ago, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the end of Goblin Nation when Norman's like, I'm the Goblin King. I'm the one running the show. Get out of here, man. He's the, he's the real Goblin that matters. Yeah. Yeah, I initially, before I fell down the Hobgoblin hole, I wanted to get into the Green Goblin, but it was just too many back and forth that I couldn't even handle it. This one was like six, and I was like, I can do six. I can handle six back and forths, but all the Norman Osborn, Green Goblin, Harry Osborn, Normie Osborn, I couldn't do it. <laughs> all right, and if you're going to go with the goblins for now, then I'll move on to mine. Yep, sorry. That's sorry okay. That got long. But I didn't want to be too short either. I was like, these people deserve a podcast, <laughs> although I guess it shouldn't just be babbling, but someday. <laughs> so this, so my first uh, replacement, not to interject, but I will, uh, will be... Uh, when Jane Foster took over as Thor, that was shortly after the 2014 story arc called Original Sin. That was when Thor himself was no longer worthy to hold the ha- hammer, or to wield the hammer, I should say. And he was just going by the name Odinson after that point, because like, oh, I'm no, no longer worthy to be Thor, so I'll just go by Odinson. And it was kind of weird, but uh, Jane Foster somehow... I don't think I really get how she was able to go to the moon to pick up the hammer, but that was... Neither here nor there. Uh, she's able to pick up the hammer and wield it as the new Thor, where it is decided that Thor is officially a title now, not necessarily a namesake. Because people are like, oh, it's a female Thor. The root. No, no, it's Thor is still Thor. They didn't just change him into a girl just because. Now, they did that with Loki a few years before that, but he's a shapeshifter, so that's okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jane was Thor, I want to say, for two or three years, actually, before. 
Thor Odinson became back became worthy again for to become Thor. But during that time, Jane was able to join like the Avengers and do a whole bunch of different things where it was really cool to see a new take on Thor and discovering the abilities and building that relationship with the rest of the Asgardians because at first no one knew who she was. Like, oh, you're just the wielder of Thor and whatever it is what it is. And the part that I really liked about her story arc was at the time she was undergoing cancer treatments and whenever she became Thor, it cured her body of any ailments, including chemotherapy and radiation that was technically poisoning her body, but poisoning the cancer. So it would negate all of her cancer treatment whenever she would turn into Thor. So she had to balance between, you know, becoming Thor or, you know, actually killing her normal body. So it was a cool back and forth of what's the risk? What's the reward? Is it worth being a hero for the world if it kills you or anything like that? How come becoming Thor didn't kill her cancer, too? Because when she turned back to Jane Foster, cancer is just part of her body. It's just your cells growing at an abnormal rate. Oh, okay. Good point. So, yeah. It was just it was weird and kind of cool, like, having the... I mean, normally in the classic Thor is, you know, you transform your body. with They did Donald Blake into Thor back and forth for a while. So this is their take on that with Jane Foster of, oh, weak, sick, dying Jane or mighty Thor. Now, do you remember, was she sick before she picked up the hammer? She was, yes. She was sick, and she was sick with cancer and undergoing chemo. And the Asgardians were like, hey, we can use magic to actually cure you of cancer. It's like, no, I'm not. I don't know why she refused the magic other than because she's stubborn and wants to use actual earth science. But I don't know, like at a certain point, you say, all right, enough of my pride. Sure, just magic it away. Yeah, I'm okay with using magic to become Thor and wield the... Well, I guess it wasn't really magic to wield the Mjolnir. It was. I mean, it was was magic-infused Uru, I think, that was blessed by Odin that created Mjolnir. Oh, okay. Okay. So... I thought I had the wrong name of the hammer. I was like, what? (laughs) Uru was the name of the metal that makes up Mjolnir. Oh, okay. I did not know that. So, but yeah, like, that is kind of a double standard. Like, yeah, I'll use the magic to wield the hammer, but not to save myself. But... It is what it is. Like I said, going back, it was a really good story arc. It didn't last too long, which that's part of the reason why I like it, because I was like, oh, it's a short story, creates her own character, builds her up, and now, slight spoiler alert, uh, she's the new Valkyrie, which uses similar magic to when she became Thor. So it's cool to see her around again as a hero. She basically caught the hero bug as playing as <laughs> Thor and now plays as a Valkyrie has magical shape-shifting metal that can give her wings or give her fly, let her fly, or any other sort of weaponry sort of thing. I'll have to keep reading that one. I think it had a crossover with King and Black, so I read a little bit. I think so, yeah. All right, do you have another replacement that you'd like to mention? Um, yeah. Although I don't have as much on any of the other ones, because I got so stuck on the one. But, and actually, you mentioned it first, so I kind of forgot about it, when... I guess it's Kane Parker, isn't it? Kane took over as the Scarlet Spider for a while a few years ago. I wonder what year that was. Let's see if I can bust this open. I want to say like 15 or 16, but that could be off. That sounds close. Oh, this says 2012 for an advertisement. Oh, man. Somewhere around there. 2011, 2012. I guess it could have been that old. Jeez. We're getting old. That's, That's the main take from all this stuff. But it's been a while ago. Yeah. But yeah, I'm 
trying to remember. I know. I feel like it was after Spider Island, wasn't it? I believe they, so. They dug up Kane and Ben, and they fixed them. But Ben like didn't survive, and Kane got fixed, so he didn't have his mark of Kane anymore. So he's like, I could be a normal person now. And, and he didn't have, yeah, he didn't have the messed up face or the cell regenerate degeneration because yeah. for a while it was both the mark on the face and the, his body was degrading. Yeah, and I guess as like an homage to Ben because I, I feel like Ben did something like died helping save Kane or something like that. Yeah, and Kane was like, I feel like I need to. Remake myself and honor his memory, so I'll be the Scarlet Spider. But he went to Houston? Yes, he ended up going okay. down to Houston. Yeah, I knew it was somewhere in Texas. And, yeah, he continued crime fighting there and started his own life. And Had a whole new set of supervillains that they were fighting against um, his own team. One thing I like about his costume was it was originally Peter Parker's uh, stealth suit, that let him go invisible, and he's like, well, this is mine, yoink, and he changed the layout a little bit, but it still had the invisibility, I believe, if he wanted to, which is kind of a hybrid between Peter Parker and Miles Morales with the invisibility also. Like, this is tech-induced invisibility. Yeah, and I also like the tagline on it was always, all of the power, none of the responsibility, which made me think of that when you're like, he, st he stole the suit. Yeah. All the power, no responsibility, <laughs> F you guys, I'm taking this, bye. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, and like it was one of your favorites, and definitely one of my favorites. Definitely one of my favorite Scarlet Spider versions too, because it was a brand new take, a new costume, new person, same DNA, but <laughs> yeah, new personality. He'd right. been—it's a nature versus nurture argument. Right. <laughs> All right, and my other one on my list is Kate Bishop when she uh, took up the mantle of Hawkeye. Her first appearance was in Young Avengers number one. Avid listeners may remember that was on my list. Last week? Two weeks ago? I don't know which other one it was. I was for, here and I don't For remember. whatever young heroes it was. <laughs> um, but it was her first appearance, like I said, it was in Young Avengers number one, where the Avengers were more or less disassembled. Uh, the original Clint Barton Hawkeye was dead. So she's like, all right, well, uh, he didn't have any real special powers. He was just a human that had good training, and I've basically been the same way. So sure, she became Hawkeye. And since then, he's come back, of course, where he was alive. And possibly the my favorite run of Hawkeye was the... No, it is my favorite run of Hawkeye. was the... I believe it was Matt Fraction that wrote it. And it was with Clint Barton owning a boarding house and basically managed it with Kate Bishop. And they're both Hawkeye and Hawkeye together. They had a dog named Lucky. Uh, it's the inspiration for the upcoming Hawkeye TV series. Rumors, it's supposed to be the inspiration for that. It looks like it will be. But, yeah, it's cool to see. It's kind of confusing. Like, oh, I'm Hawkeye, and I'm Hawkeye. You'd think they changed names, but at this point we have two Spider-Mans also, so why not have the same name, I guess? Two currently active Spider-Mans. So why not have two current active Hawkeyes, I guess? Now, it would not surprise me if at some point she changes her name, or he changes his name, or who knows. But as of right now, they're both Hawkeye and running around doing stuff. And she has grown as a character from the Young Avengers into the Hawkeye series. And she's even had a couple of her own series, including uh, most recently, I believe she was in the West Coast Avengers. That had her and another group of young heroes. So, yeah, those that was my possibly my favorite. one, Definitely one of my favorites, if not the favorite, replacement heroes. So, with that, we'll go to our comic books of the week. Uh, they came out this week, January 27th, Wednesday, January 27th, 2021. 
Uh, do you want to go first with the honorable mention, or do you want me to go first? I guess I can go ahead and honorable mention. Um, Batman White Knight Presents Harley Quinn number four came out this week, and I think I enjoyed this one just slightly less than my pick of the week. Um, one of the things I really enjoy is flashbacks that talk about how the Joker originated, which I guess we have in abundance all the time anymore, it seems like. But luckily I like them, so it works that, out. that was the beginning of this story. And it made me laugh at the end. I can't say exactly what was happening because there's a spoiler, but the one character, Ethel, she's a little older. She's like old enough to be this one guy's mom. And she's kind of offering to be with him and take care of him. And I, I don't think quite be his mom, but I think she wants to be his lover. And his name's Hector. And then Harley starts making this noise. And at first I thought she was gagging like, oh my gosh, how could this lady be hitting on this guy that's old enough to be your kid? Like, ugh. But then you find out what's really going on. You're like, oh, Harley's not just disgusted. Like, So read it and find out. She's getting a little choked up. Yeah. All right. So with that, I'll go to my honorable mention this week. Uh, this one was a tough one for me because really, okay, so at the store, this is my pick of the week, but it's my, uh, it'll be my honorable mention. The reason why it's my pick of the week at the store is because Mark already picked my pick of the week by the time I went in there. <laughs> so I was like, well, this one's a close second. So my honorable mention will be Future State Dark Detective number two. Uh, this series takes place early on in the Future State timeline, it appears, um, in most of the Bat books, Bruce Wayne is dead, so they're trying to figure out who the new Batman is. What They don't really say what happened to Bruce or how he died or anything. And this one actually tells you what's going on, how he died, who killed him, what's going on within his own world. It's really hard to say much about it without giving away spoilers. Other than it's really good. Check it out. And also, the backup of the story is a beginning part of a Red Hood story arc that is going to be... I think just probably two issues, I'd guess. But it has Red Hood, where he joined the military police state, and he's, it is his job to help bring in other masked vigilantes, be it heroes or villains or whoever. And of course, the other heroes are saying, you're a traitor, you're turning your own kind in. The villains don't like him because he's still bringing them in. But he gets teamed up with uh, a partner that has a different philosophy of bringing in masked people. They're allowed to be, ma the masked people are allowed to be brought in dead or alive. Uh, Red Hood brings them in alive. She brings them in not so alive and is executing them with extreme prejudice. I'll put it, put it that way. Are we allowed to say her name? Um, I'm not going to say it just because I don't want it to be a spoiler other than it is a her. Okay. For a second, I was like, why do I have her name written down? I didn't realize it was a spoiler. It's, I don't know who she is because that's the first time I've seen her. It's spoiler enough that I'm not going to mention it. I'll put it that way. Uh, but the issue ends with a major plot twist of who needs to be captured next. I'll put it that way. Or who's on, the, who's on the wanted list. <laughs> so, yeah, check out Future State Dark Detective. It is one of my favorite Future State books that have been coming out since, well, I guess since the beginning of this month. It's only Future State's only for January and February, folks, so get it while you can. Yeah, I enjoyed in that one the roommate, too. That Bruce Wayne has, like, yeah. He, you think he's crazy, but is he crazy like a fox? Right. All right. So, what is your pick of the week then? I went with Daredevil number twenty six, 
even though it's a 26, sometimes I like to avoid ones where you're deep into the story. But since it's throwing a curveball and linking it back in with the King in Black, it's I think it's a good jumping on point for other people. I don't know. I, I don't exactly know why, like, Matt Murdock's in prison, and I'm like, well, what's up with this? Although I think that he's in prison as Daredevil, because he's still wearing the mask, and people are yelling at him, like, they're giving you special treatment. You can wear your mask in here. You can leave here and, no, 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 like, you take are. your mask off and just resume your life. I liked how the one guy was like, you could be a doctor or a lawyer or this or that. And I was like, this guy's really spot on, kind of. I mean, like, he is a lawyer, so. Yeah. It's like, what does this guy actually know? And I'll, going along with our replacement theme, that was another reason I picked this one. Elektra is out there pretending to be Daredevil or she's her version the, of She's wearing the Daredevil costume. Yeah. So, and Lady she, Daredevil. Yeah, she's complaining in her head, oh, I can't kill anybody now because I'm supposed to be Matt's replacement. And he wouldn't kill anybody. And she's all upset that she can't can't do it her way. She's being controlled by him. Yep. And... And then all of a sudden, Null invades and starts taking over all the different people. And the Kingpin's in danger, and they're trying to run him out of there. And Stay there's a Daredevil chaos. Yeah. Hell's Kitchen for a reason. And one of my favorite things when you get to it, like the second to last page, is like this dialogue where Daredevil's sort of talking to himself in a way. And I really like the way they presented that page with like... It's all black, and they're just these tiny little words where he's talking, and then the other part of his consciousness is talking, and they're going back and forth. And so go get it. Go read that and understand what I'm talking about. There you go. That is Daredevil number... 26. 26. All right, and my pick of the week will be Future State, Batman Superman number one. Normally, I don't care for Superman, but when he's teamed up with Batman, he's okay. I'm okay with it then. Yeah, it seems like I'm going to butcher this name. Gene Luen Yang? Gene Luen Yang. Okay. Friend of the store. He's been to our store before. Yeah, I, I saw that name and I was like, I know this for some reason. Yes. So written by Gene Luen Yang. And this also takes place in the early stages of Future State, it would appear, seeing how it is Bruce and Clark as Batman and Superman. And they are trying to investigate this new drug that allows you to hide your face by giving you like an animal face and turns out the drug is not as stable as one would hope where you can it's supposed to be temporary and once you take off this patch thing that is the incubator or whatever the facilitator of the drug you're supposed to go back to normal face but sometimes there are things that go wrong with this side effects where it's not so temporary and sometimes you grow like this person has a ram head and sometimes you go ram horns every once in a while when you're not intentional. He reminded me of Marco from Saga. Yeah, a little bit. Now that you mentioned <laughs> that. Um, one part of my favorite lines here was about uh, Batman was flying the Batwing, and then Superman was out flying by. Like, Batman, it's been a while. Batman, what are you doing here? Get inside the Batwing now. You should have called ahead. It's nice to see you too, Bruce. And the Batwing stealth makes us invisible to surveillance drones. Unlike your bright red cape. Yeah, so I like that one. That was pretty nice. Like, oh, I'm trying. this is a stealth mission, and you're completely blowing my cover. So it's cool to see them like have their friendly rivalry go back and forth. Like, come on. And then they get to where the source of the mysterious drug is. And I'm, I'm going to stop right there before I go too far. But 
there is some bad stuff brewing for Batman and Superman here. Yeah, kind of going back a second when you're talking about um, the capes and the that made me think of at one point Superman asks Batman, why do you still wear a mask? Like, why are you hiding? What do you have to hide? And I thought that'd be an interesting topic for another day. Hidden identities? Yeah, why are some of the heroes hiding their identity? Because I always wondered with Wayne now, because everybody pretty much knows he's Batman too, like... Mm. And he doesn't have Alfred to protect anymore. Like no, he doesn't have everyone. Everyone doesn't know his name. Okay. I mean, most. Of the I guess he- it goes back. Some of the super, superhero community does, but not like the average citizens. Okay. But yeah, it could be a fun topic. We'll see. We'll ask Jared. Yeah. Hey Jared. Hey Jared. S- send us a text. I know you're gonna listen to this before you work on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you think of a category. All right. So those are our. Picks of the Weeks, our honorable mentions, our category for the day. We're going to get a little short today, but that's what happens when Jared's not here. We I tried short. to ramble my best. <laughs> I tried to make it long. Well, it'll just make it a little bit easier for me to edit it because, yeah, sometimes I need an easy edit day. I'll put it that way. That's why I was trying to ramble. I was going to make it hard. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> so with that, we'll go to our Heroes of the Week. Do you have one or do you want me to go? I think you should go first. Okay. My hero of the week is going to be my mom, actually. Um, this week, I went to the doctor, and she her mom's sense was tingling, apparently. Uh, she calls, like, oh, I just wanted to chat. So, like, well, you know something's wrong, because you just randomly want to call and talk. Nothing about it. Not about anything in particular. Um, turns out uh, I have a, well, supposedly, I have a hernia. So, we one of these episodes coming up, we may end up skipping. Who knows if I'm under the knife or recovering. I may not be able to edit and record and everything so we'll see folks we'll keep you we'll keep you a heads up on that as we go but yeah i thought it was cool that or weird that she is just her mom sense was tingling and she knew that something was wrong so she had to talk to me yeah like while you're on the table at the while i was at the doctor's <laughs> office yeah like only person that knew i was going room. to the doctor was laura and as far as i know and you even you, i'd forgotten right so i go to work i forget everything <laughs> that's happening <laughs> so i was like that's I told the doctor, I was like, man, even she, and he laughed, she started laughing, like, yep, that sounded like a mom, that her mom's sense was tingling, so. So, yeah, that's who my hero is. That's a good one. Yeah, I I ended up picking Roderick Kingsley, because I thought it was fascinating how he kept replacing himself, sort of, and, like, he Picking stuck with a it. A villain as your hero. Yeah. Well, there was, I forget, did I even mention back there was a tie-in called axis where a bunch of the villains were heroes and he was advertising got a problem call hobgoblin he was trying to like a hero for hire brand himself and all his like he was making a franchise out of the hobgoblin name and having people maori people replace him and dress up as the hobgoblin and do whatever hobgoblin core yep it was a three issue series i think it ended with Pretty sure that's Phil Urch on this cover, like, Looks like trying to so. beat the crap out of him. Saying, why why are you besmirching the Hobgoblin name that I enjoyed so much? And, oh, he was ruining some of a plan for the Goblin Nation stuff, too, because they they had something going on where they, there were all these sensors that were making it so... I think it was actually Otto Octavius at this point inside Spider-Man's mind. All of his tech that was trying to track things going on in the city 
was blinded to goblin stuff. And since right. the hobgoblin was making things known and showing things off, the other goblins were like, you're going to blow our cover that no one notices what goblins are doing and you're drawing attention to it. <laughs> Leave us alone. You're ruining it for everybody. Yep. All right. So that's our Heroes of the Week. Yep. This uh, one's close to done. Yeah, this one's almost done. Uh, I'll have to say thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. Thank Thanks you for, for being a friend. With me. Uh, so yeah we will see you barring any complications or you will see us with a new episode next week hopefully jared will be back hopefully his work isn't too crazy that he can spend some time with us eat some food talk about some comics and go home while i edit it (laughs) yep so he can go home i can go to sleep you can get to work it's a win-win lose but the (laughs) wins have it that's okay we appreciate it yeah So thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next time. And we're clear.